0: This is Liam with Atlas Seed, proud sponsor of the Autoflower Review. For direct access to the best of the best of our genetic library, check out our breeder selection marketplace at www.atlasseed.com.
1: Now to the review.
2: Welcome to the Autoflower Review.
0: what's up everybody here we are with episode number 13 of the autoflower review thank you for tuning in hey today we've got joe with atlas seeds on with us to talk about what they have going on what's up joe hey mike how you doing Uh ah, pretty
1: good man how are you doing well thank you yeah just uh, a nice uh a nice early early fall evening here uh i'm in pennsylvania uh, Is where I reside, just just outside of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. And yeah, where where are you at? Uh,
0: I'm I'm in Alabama.
1: Nice Alabama, it's a good yeah, state.
0: I, yeah, I'm I'm currently there. Operation has moved to Michigan, but uh, I, I I like you say I reside in Alabama. But uh, yeah, it's really nice here too because it's been hot as shit for like what three years. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, hell yeah, man! You, I know we got to talking a little bit before we hit record here, and uh, like I tend to do, uh, almost forgot to click record to begin with, and even capture what we're talking about. So, uh, but yeah, man, you you were telling us we uh, were talking about these uh, these expos and everything you guys want to attend. That's real interesting.
1: Yeah, we were we were just talking about the uh, Mississippi. Uh, this your your your. I say sister state or your state next door yeah. um, is um, you know just legalized I think recreationally in the last year and there there's some trade shows that are going on uh, I think there's one coming up this weekend which we're not gonna be able to be able to attend I think it's a lucky leaf is the promoter but then there's one in February and I, th- I believe it's in it's either in Jackson or Mobile uh, hmm. no wait is in Alabama right yeah yeah, so it's in. I think it's in Jackson, okay. Mississippi, and it's um it's a Canacon show, and we were just just talking that it's it's good to kind of get to the show early, so to speak, as a as a vendor, as a, a seed a genetics company with a new state coming online. Um, it's always nice to get in there right when they first start to open up to be able to meet some of the um, farmers and cultivators that are going to be going to be growing growing out uh, cannabis for, for the for the legal market.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's exciting, man. I'm really, really glad y'all are going to come down for that and make your presence known in this part of the country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it'll be interesting. Cause they're, they're pretty much, I did read the, the regulations on that, that state's rec recreational program. And it, I think it's, it, it's skews heavily towards indoor,
0: hmm.
1: uh, like light assisted. Um, I, I believe they'll, there wasn't anything clearly stating uh greenhouse. It did clearly state no outdoor. Um, but, you know, I would imagine that the ra- the, the operators will find a way to squeeze out the uh, greenhouse grows because they're, you know, definitely pretty um, uh, cost efficient. But um, yeah, what, what I was going to say right before you hit, rec- we were going to decide to hit record was that <laughs> it's a challenge with um, it's a challenge for us. Uh, with our auto flowers to convince uh, licensed producers or LPs, as we call them, um, to to grow autos indoors. Um, we tend to get some, uh, some uh, you know, basically pushback because of auto flowers. You know, the, the traditional uh, thoughts of auto flowers are that, you know, everybody remembers Lowrider in the late 90s, early 2000s. And it's, um, it was a pretty, pretty subpar cultivar. And and, um left a lot of a lot to be desired yeah. um, but you know breeding of autos have come a long way and and we certainly um we certainly didn't invent the auto flower uh, you know I think we tend to like to say we're we consider ourselves standing on the shoulders of giants to a certain degree like we we've built upon uh what has what people before us have done yeah. and um, we've been breeding now for uh six years as a company and we uh we feel like we've well we know we've come up we've know we've made a good amount of progress uh because we um we've seen our what we've been breeding for which is uh the number one goal has been potency and to increase the potency of our of our auto flowers and we've seen that go uh go up Hmm. Um, when we first started we were we were seeing ranges in the uh high single digits to mid teens. And now we're seeing, uh, the, the numbers from the high teens up into the mid to high twenties, uh, oh, depending gosh. on where you're growing. You're getting, we're getting like COAs back from, from indoor growers, uh, that are sh- uh, commercial indoor growers. Cause we do have a few, there are a few that, that do grow auto flowers indoors commercially, um, with COAs that are 27, 28, 29%. Um, on some of our uh, g- gummy bears and grease gun and Top Gun. Um, it's pretty uh, pretty satisfying when you see that come back because you know that that's really delivering for that, uh, you know, that customer's business. At
0: Hydro Grow Tents, their focus is simplicity, Quality and innovation. High Time Stash Award winner for Best Grow Tent. Hydro Grow tents offer unmatched quality and design while remaining budget friendly. We are proud to use their tent in the review and encourage you to check them out at HydroGrow.com. That's H I G H D R O G R O.com. The Autoflower Review uses
2: DynoMico in every single grow. Great for soil, cocoa, and other growing media. Check out their products at www.dynamico.com or search Amazon. Many thanks to Dynamico for sponsoring the Autoflower Review. Check out our Instagram to see Dynomyco in action. Now, back to the review.
0: Got to be very satisfying to just see that progression happen over time. And it was a lot of hard work, too.
1: But yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of um, a lot of hard work that goes into it. A lot of time. That's the a lot of organization and a lot of time.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, it's everything I can do to keep this small operation, you know, uh, you know, straight. So, right. I mean, I, I really envy you guys and, and people like y'all that are able to take things to this level and and really, you know, contribute to the future of cannabis.
1: Well, we really appreciate people like you, um, that take the time to first appreciate the autoflower, uh, plant and then, um, and then make a platform like you have with the, with the autoflower review. And then to be able to bring us on and other growers on and other breeders on and just talk about, um, all the benefits of autoflowers, uh, cause there are so many.
0: Yeah, Um Definitely. Yeah, it's like you said a little bit ago, it's like that that's one thing you run into is, you know, people that haven't messed with them in a while. They really just have that old perception of them. And it's just like, nah, I mean, I have a buddy that this just happened with. And, you know, uh, I think I mentioned earlier that first cycle of the Girl Scout cookie. Um, he had came over and he, we, I was t- telling him a little bit about everything. And he's like, oh, fuck all the flowers, man. You know, and <laughs> I was like, nah, here, you know, and I was like, roll that up, you know, ch- check it out. And he's like, fuck, you know? And I mean, he left here like all auto flower, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, man, I, just, I was like, yeah, everybody thinks that, but man, things have really progressed a lot in the last few years. So,
1: Yeah, they have. There's, there's a lot of, um, I mean, just the benefits with the plant, I mean, from the at, at home backyard grower. Uh, you know, you're putting autos on the, uh, on your back porch or on your balcony or in your, or in your vegetable garden and 65 to 80 days, depending on the strain and, and the weather uh, you're you're, from sowing the seed you're harvesting. Um, And that's, you know, generally about half the amount of time, sometimes even a little less than half um, of, of the average growing season. And I guess actually, um, you know, in points, uh, you know, south, you know, closer to the equator, uh, it's warmer, obviously, a little bit later in the season and, and you get an even longer grower. So it might even just be like a, a third of the of the entire season. And you you very well might be able to get three rounds of outdoor autoflower in. Of course, the the middle one, the one during the, the heat of the summer is going to uh, likely be your best. Um, yeah. You know, we, we do find that heat, uh, uh, heat summation. Um, so during the uh, basically measured in growing degree days, the, the the hotter it is the higher the amount of heat the more potent and the larger the plant is so it's the larger the plant's not that surprising but um but the potency is is definitely tied to um not just daytime temps but also nighttime temps the warmer it is at night the we tend to see a a, a more potent uh, a plant hmm. so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. So yes, yeah, if you're growing outdoors in a small scale, sure, you know you can put your three or five or ten plants or whatever. Um, and if you're growing uh, commercially outdoors, you can do um, acres. And, and we we do acres ourselves um, in California. Uh, we have a licensed grow there, and um, and we also service a lot of clients that are that are on the acre plus scales. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty nice to be able to, you know, basically have your product, we'll say 90 days from sewing. Cause you know, give it a, give it 10 to 15 days, uh, drying and post harvest, you know, you're ready to go to the extractor or, or you can get ready to get trimming and, and, and start working on your product. And that, that always really makes, uh, the, we'll say the bean counters in the operation. Very, very happy.
0: Yeah. I imagine so, man. That's, it's incredible. That's. Just like what my buddy was saying when I was showing him that Girl Scout cookie, he's just like, So you're telling me this was 62 days from seed? And it's <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it obviously didn't put out 10 ounces or nothing, but you right, see the quality right. there, and that's the deal. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, you put more density, like when we're dealing with um, larger scale cultivators, you know, we're, we're recommending between like 17 and 20,000. Plants per acre. Um, depending on spacing, I guess it could be down as low as 12. Um, some people prefer a much wider aisle, uh, for tractors and whatnot. But if you're really, if you're really, you know, putting, putting them in there and maximizing your field, yeah, you're, you're going to put close to 20,000 plants in. Um, and, uh, yeah, the yields are two to, we, we give a range of two to five ounces. Um, you know, we've seen per plant, we we've seen, um, we, we routinely pull uh, about f- between five and 6,000 pounds of bucked dried material per acre, which will translate into about 2,500 pounds of trimmed, machine-trimmed, uh, sometimes hand-trimmed, machine-trimmed uh, pounds per acre. And, you know, imagine... You don't have to do it at that scale. I mean, you could just do it in a couple rows, and you could do you could plant a couple rows every every ten days, and then that way, uh, you know, every every ten days you'll have a harvest coming in. So yeah, it's quite it's quite nice for succession planting and being able to better oh. um, utilize your post harvest infrastructure, like your your drying room and your and the labor for trimming and harvesting and whatnot.
0: Man, that's just mind blowing. I mean, what's it like to? To step onto like one of these other farms and see an acre or more of your
1: genetics filling that place up. Um, well, <laughs> first off, I hope they're all alive and they <laughs> and they've made the transition well with transplanting. Um, a, a really well established field is great. I mean, it, it's really um, it's really satisfying. Um, however, like any grower knows any experienced grower and even inexperienced growers after your first grow, you realize that at harvest, you're only halfway there. You've only made it 50% of the way. Um, You, you can only fuck it up from there, right? (laughs) It it can only degrade from that point of harvest. It is the freshest, most potent, best aromatics at that day of harvest. And, you know, you still got to dry it, cure it, trim it. And then, you know, or, or, get it to get it to the extractor and you, 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 it's a race against time and and temperature um, in a lot of, in a lot of scenarios, you know, the, the warmer it gets, those, those terpenes, which are uh, very, very important, especially when it comes time for sale for the sale time. um, And and even for your own use of, uh, you know, enjoying your own product. Mm. Um, You want, you want to keep those terpenes, uh, you know, from volatizing and they tend to volatize with temperatures that really start to begin at about 68 to 70 degrees some of the monoterpenes the smaller shorter ones will will start to volatize at that temp and then you know when you get up above 80 there's a lot of other you know bigger terpenes that start to volatize as well it's like when you walk into your drying room and you just smell that beautiful smell well unfortunately um that smell you're smelling. Those are, those are terpenes that are volatized in the air and they're not going to, they're not coming back to your plant. Mm. Um, so that's why like cooler temperatures um, is better. You know, if you can, if you can have your drying room about 64, 60 to 64, it, it gets harder. It gets a lot more difficult to extract uh, water vapor, uh, out of the atmosphere in, in cooler temperatures. So below 60 dehumidifiers don't, don't work very efficiently or as efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, but just keeping it at a few degrees above 60, if you can, if you can extend your dry time, you know, cause you're going to add X amount of days on, onto that um, depending if you're drying on the stalk or if you've bucked it and you're drying it, you know, bucked material on a tray um, be a little shorter cause there's less, less plant matter. But um, yeah, you want to keep it cool. And mm-hmm. that way you're going to keep it, you're going to, you're going to keep those great aromatics that you've gotten from your, you know, your expert growing and the genetics and, and, you know, putting it all together. You, you, you want, you want that to translate to the pipe or to the joint or to the bag. Um, so that, you know, people, people get excited when they stick their nose in there and yeah. give a snip. Yeah. Cause that's
0: ultimately, I mean, it's at least 50% of what sells it. You know, yeah, to the end yeah. user. Have
1: you heard yeah. about this shit? This shit makes your yield go up thirty percent, 30 percent,
2: and the turpies yeah. are legit. Oh. Uh, what the shit? this shit, this shit, this shit, this shit. Everything yeah. you thought you knew, this shit, put it out the window because you don't need this
0: shit in your grow. In your grow. Oh no! Don't have a no no in your grow. Use Fish Shit soil conditioner. Visit them at www.fishheadfarms.com. Fish shit, fish shit, fish shit, fish shit. Everything you thought you knew,
1: fish shit. Put it out the window you don't need fish shit in your grow, in your grow. Oh
0: no. What's up, guys? This is Mike from the review. Just want to tell you about Atlantis Hydroponics. We've been using these guys for years now. uh, They've been based in Atlanta since 1998. They have pretty much anything and everything you could possibly need regarding your grow. They have a very knowledgeable staff that's ready to answer any questions you might have. They have a great selection of nutrients, lights, fans, carbon filters, and pretty much everything else. And for those of you that aren't near the Atlanta area, you can experience the same great level of service at AtlantisHydroponics.com
1: yeah it's nose nose and uh nose and sparkle yeah um you know does it have does it have a good look um but i would say noses yeah i'd say noses can tend to be even more um there are occasions where it's just you've just got great great nose and it might not look the, the the best like it might be a shaggy trim or it might be outdoor bud um which can be a little shaggy but um but man, if the nose is there, people just go, Oh yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, Thank you.
0: Most definitely. <laughs> I definitely have had the reverse where you know it looks amazing. It doesn't smell like anything special, you know, super special at least. And uh but yeah, it's I know I know for me at least the smell, like if it knocks you over, you know, and it's just amazing, like not much else matters. <laughs> Unless yeah, yeah. it sucks later, you know. Right, right. I don't know if I've ever had any that smelled amazing but was just not very good.
1: No, me neither. Uh, I can't think of anything. I mean, I've just been um, smoking some uh, blueberry muffin, uh, one of Humboldt Seed Companies. Uh, so I, I will plug. I'm plugging a, uh, <laughs> a competitor of ours. But I, I will say uh, for terpenes, that company um, really has it going on for um, breeding for good, ter- unique, interesting terp profiles. Um, something that we certainly try to emulate and, and we have, we have, we have a good number of them on our own too. Um, but they have found some really nice fruit forward terpenes and their, their blueberry muffin, uh, is just got, it's a great extract. It's not a very potent strain. It only tests in the mid teens, but the smoke is, um, is enjoyable. And the terpenes are, if you can get some extraction, uh, you know, some, some, uh, you know, like diamonds and sauce and, and, and hit the, hit the, the, the dab rig with that. Uh, that's, that's really, really <laughs> special, really tasty. It sounds, I mean, just the name, I mean, God, cause you know, <laughs> but
0: we don't have God. that kind of shit around here. You know, it's like if we get anything that's even like 10% of something like that, just, you know, on a general day, you know, sure. we're clicking our heels, you know, <laughs> that's why like a lot of times when I talk to you guys, like people on the other side of the country and like, there was uh, one guy I was talking to a couple episodes ago and he was talking about how he was just smoking the joint in the park. And this cop asked him like, Hey, what's what is that? You know, like, just <laughs> like, see, I can't even fathom that, you know?
1: And so I was like, yes, wow. The, the plant is still persecuted under heavy persecution in, in uh, in, 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 Alabama.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most really a lot of the area. I mean, it's, you know, the South is
1: very, uh,
2: conservative.
0: No. So, you know, of course yeah. slow
1: to kind of accept things like that, but, That's why I was so excited to see Mississippi, uh, you know, kind of get push, push the, get the ball rolling. Um, I can, I can only imagine it'll be a a beginning, you know, hotspot for attracting a bunch of, um, you know, interest in the South. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of, lots of,
0: lots of uh, just super, super fertile farmland out here, man. And I've always thought, you know, if you could just openly just grow commercially or whatever, I mean, I mean, it's just, I mean, it does
1: get very hot and humid here, but. That's what I was going to say, like the humidity and heat. Now that I don't think the heat would be any issue um, as long as you had water, obviously. But the humidity, um, you know, it's interesting because we, we, we have quite a few, we do a lot of breeding for, um, for mold resistance and, you know, we have two autoflowers, our top gun and our fog dog. Are, are two that do really, really well outdoors in, in high humidity. Um, now, we haven't had any growers in Alabama um, or really anywhere notably in the south. I would say we, we've had a couple in South Carolina, and then that's about as far south. And, of course, Virginia, um, with them just going, going legal a few, uh, like, last year, uh, and then all throughout the northeast. But, I mean, the, the summers are humid still, in, even in the northeast. Um, and these, these strains hold up really well. Uh, I would say they're excellent. And, and when I, an excellent, I would say it's, uh, you know, 5% or less of the plant is going to, is going to show, succumb to any mold, uh, issues. Um, and the top gun is, is certainly closer to that one to 2%, Oh yeah, uh, which is, which is nice, you know, to be able to grow it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really awesome that, you know, you're kind of, dialing that in so that, you know, cause yeah, it's, it's, it's something interesting is how it's so, it is so different across the country, and, and, you know, environmentally and, you know, weather wise. So um, it's really cool to, to be able to say, you know, where do you live here? This is what you should grow.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's the idea is to, to tailor, um, we, we would love to do some regional specific breeding too. Um You know, if there was like if we get down to that that Mississippi show in February we'll um you know we're always looking for competent nursery partners that are uh that are that are good at uh you know passionate at what they're doing and and if we can get to potentially doing some regional breeding um that's always a that's always a plus yeah man i'm excited about it cuz crazy thing was
0: i've actually talked to three or four people now that uh, are real excited about your genetics that are breeders themselves. And, uh, really like one guy. Nice. Oh yeah. One guy was like, man, I'm, I'm looking for that. He's wanting to cross your GMO. I think your photo GMO yeah. with something that he breed, bred. I can't remember what it was exactly, but it sounded insane. And, uh, nice I was just like, man, that's really cool to hear, you know, just some stranger, you know, just like, Oh man, <laughs> you know, cause he's talking, you know, he, he considered it to be, you know, Like really, one of the top genetics, you know, for what he was trying to do. So,
1: yeah, it's it's an ultimate compliment when when someone wants to uh, you know collaborate with you. And it's funny, we kind of we call that sometimes it can be a forced collaboration where it's like, hey, I'm 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 going to (laughs) be I'm going to be slapping some of my my pollen onto your plant. Like, hey, look, we're together. It's like, all right, you can't, you know, you in the cannabis industry, you can't really get too bent out of shape. Um, you just sort of have to keep doing what you're doing, put your genetics out there. People are going to, people are going to, you know, explore and play with them. And, you know, some, some might try to rip you off or rip off what you're doing, but we, we put, so one one way uh, that we've modeled ourselves to kind of like keep, a uh, uh, you know, kind of keep those, um, uh, those copycatters at bay is, um, our strains our our auto flower strains are um, all F1 hybrids. So what that means is we've taken two highly inbred la- parental lines. Um, you know, taking them as far as F8 um, on on a couple of them, and uh, with our donor with our with our parental lines, which we call like IBls, you know, in, in an inbred line. And we'll take those IBls and then we'll outcross them to each other, and that will produce a hybrid, an F1 hybrid, which is what we're selling. So, if you and, and uniformity on on our autos, I mean, is fairly good. I mean, we're 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 at uh, two phenos in most of them, um, and hmm. they the flowering times are all very close. Uh, you know, some, sometimes as much as a week apart, which is something we're always trying to you know narrow that gap. Um, uh, from a harvest standpoint, you, it's nice to have your crop come in at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so then what you're growing out is, is, a is a hybrid is an, is a true F1 hybrid. It's kind of the Johnny seed model. Um, if you were to take that, you know, our seeds and then, you know, the fruit by the foot or the top gun or the fog dog or the gummy bears or the grease gun, if you were to take those and try to breed with them, or, you know, what you would find is that you're going to get a lot of variation out of them. Um, and that could be a good thing, um, for, for somebody that's looking for variety, but in general breeders tend to want to strive for uniformity. Um, and you you're going to get quite a bit of um, like if you went to take that auto and then self it to make more of it to like replicate it, you're going to in that F2, you're going to get all the genetic variation out of both parental lines. Hmm. Um, So you're really going to have this massive like, whoa, there's what is this? What is that? (laughs) And and so if you can work that back to the the, parent, it is possible to take that and work the find something you like and work a line and try to get back to what we started with. But, it, you know, you definitely deserve it if you're able to do that because it, <laughs> it is quite a, um, you know, it is quite a challenge.
0: I would love to, to mess around with a little bit of breeding at some point, but, uh, but yeah, I guess sure. i pretty covered up with what I do now, but I've always <laughs> thought like, you know, some of these different, like, well, like your GMO, like that one guy was talking about, like, uh, there's, uh, that's another breeder. I think it's, uh, God, is it wisdom? Some, somebody makes pure Michigan. Uh, I was looking at that just earlier. Okay. And, um, and I thought like, man, it'd be real cool. Like that, just that at least what you see in the pure Michigan, just something about cause this is a photo. So I was thinking like, if you could just go like mix that with, with one of, uh, one of, one of your autos basically, and then combine it, it would just be unbelievable. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i mean it would take if it's a photo you would slap some auto pollen onto it or or vice versa you could you could reverse a. uh, so all of our breed all of our seeds are feminized um so we we do exclusively feminized breeding um the reason we do that is because we like knowing exactly what both parents are going to contribute to the to the progeny, to the cross, to the, to the, the seeds that'll grow out, um, in terms of the flower structure, potency, terp profile. Um, there's nothing I would, nothing against regular breeding, you know, with, with true males. Um, it's just that males, true males, um, they don't really produce many agronomic traits that are, that are applicable to the finished flower product because they don't really produce flowers. Hmm. Um, so it's, harder to discern what a male will will tri- will give will contribute to to the cross in terms of the flower um uh the, the flower characteristics that you know the the structure the turf profile the, the sparkle um so yeah that's why we fem breed so that so we we reverse females and we know so that we already know what 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 that flower characteristic traits are going to be like and then um and then the target so we call that the donor, and then the target is what gets hit with the pollen, and then of course we've we've already flowered her out to know what she's gonna you know be able to give us um, and uh and then we yeah, and then we go and we make the cross and um, and yeah, I think that's Kind of lost my train of thought there.
0: So. <laughs> uh, I feel you. Uh, yet another <laughs> side effect of this uh, world.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah the, the the vaporizer I hit before the show is, is kicking in.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, and that blueberry muffin. I mean,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know.
0: I know one thing that nothing's called like whether it's called blueberry muffin or if it is a blueberry muffin, it's never done anybody any any bad thing it's just sure. It's great. I agree. So oh <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, you guys, uh, I really love your model and uh, how you present yourself and, and the diligence that I can see just through your work here. Uh, Thank you. Really glad that to, to be uh, kind of partnered up with you guys and, and be able to, to actually put a lot of your, or I guess all of your autos through the review here so we can all see them up close
1: sure yeah absolutely yeah well we we appreciate you doing that and uh we'll have to um we'll have to just make sure we keep getting you all our new releases and you can trial them out and see how they go and oh yeah spread the good word oh
0: i mean we'll love to man i mean that's we're all about it
2: take your grow to a new level with new level hydroponics state-of-the-art hydroponic systems The Autoflower Review uses New Level's Deluxe DWC system that features a venturi pump which allows water changes into a nearby sink. New Level Systems comes with everything you need to get going hydroponically with your budget in mind. We thank New Level for sponsoring our featured photo tent and allowing us to show you how superior they really are. Check out their systems at www.newlevelhydro.com.
0: GrowPro Solutions is a leading lighting manufacturer based in California, offering a range of quality cultivation equipment for the commercial grower all the way down to the home gardener. With their vertical and static grow systems, along with their HM series lighting, allows you to harness the power of the sun in your grow room or tent. Visit GoPro Solutions at WeGrowPros.com. The thought of, you know, you guys having a presence down in the south, you know, eventually would be unbelievable because it's up for the up for grabs i will tell you that there's there's nothing that's really established or you know that i know of at least that's real deal kind of thing and uh and frankly i mean there's plenty of room i think you know i mean it's not that there has to be one top dog or anything like that really i mean there's just there's a lot of people that smoke pot (laughs)
1: sure yeah absolutely
0: and uh, i think as long as everybody kind of Especially, I think it's important to just somehow work together in a sense and just satisfy the demand, and everybody just kind of get a piece of the pie, you know.
1: Yeah, actually, you know, I just looked at, I just googled the um, the show, and it's in Biloxi, oh okay, uh, Mississippi Coast Coliseum on Friday, February twenty fourth, and Saturday, February twenty fifth. Hell yeah, yeah, that's that's imagine. Las Vegas down here, by the way.
0: Is it? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs>
1: It's a, oh, nice. So it's, so it's quite a, it's quite an entertainment town or city.
0: Kinda, Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting place. I mean, it's kind of, if you mix, well, I've only been to Vegas once, but it's a part of, it's kind of a normal town. And then the other parts kind of like a little Vegas. So it's, it's right at the, sure. the uh, coast of the Gulf shores and everything. And uh, it's nice to go, you know, especially in like spring or fall.
1: Uh, okay. Like, Yeah. When it's not like super hot.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, everywhere down here, it, it just, uh, I can't, I mean, I wonder like someone like, like you that may be, you know, used to your environment. If you were to just transport here in the middle of July, <laughs> I wonder if it would be <laughs> like, just like burst into flames. You know, yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, it's brutal. And like, I've been here my whole life, you know, you never get used to it.
1: So, yeah, I mean, you're basically like, what, above 80 degrees every night, and then it's oh, like yeah. close to 100 every day. And then you're like, okay, how do I get out of the heat? How do I beat the heat?
0: Yes, it's, yeah, it's definitely the whole time. Yeah, it's over 80 at night, and yeah, it's always bumping 100, and it's humid as fuck. So, like, all you got <laughs> is maybe if you can find a good tree or, you know, <laughs> that are that inside. But if you were, like, you know, working in fields doing this, it would be brutal for sure but I'm sure it's also something that you would, of course, eventually figure out how to, you know, adapt to and stuff. I'm sure. But, um,
1: sure. Yeah, of course.
0: But yeah. and Like the plant,
1: the plant would probably as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's grower, there's growers everywhere. Right. So it's what I love is like trying to assimilate into an area and, and get to meet people and, and then sort of try to, you know, try to make inroads into the local culture and like, what is, so what is it that y'all are growing down there that, that's, that's been grown for, for years, for, for decades, you know, what, what strains work well down there. And it's like, that is that if you, if, if you can get a let like from a breeding perspective, if you can, if I can get a leg up on, on, you know, if I could, if I could find somebody that has already been working stuff, you know, that, that makes it much more, e- it makes it easier to get to the end goal, yeah. which would, be, uh, you know, well, honestly is a commercialized strain that, that would offer all the, you know, tick all the boxes for, yeah, you know, for, for consumers.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I've never really thought about that. I can see. I can see how that would be very useful, but I'm I'm thinking like man, yeah. And, and until probably the last few years, I don't know how many people anywhere in this region have been really trying to grow. I mean, well, there are. I know there's. Yeah, I take that back. I, I know some people like
2: up in right, Kentucky, right.
0: And Tennessee, like they live out in the middle of nowhere. True. You know, yeah. And so there, yeah. You're probably yeah. I guess there are people. Never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there are. You know, they're they're all over. You know, just. Got to be. Some people are very, uh, you know, it's the, the clandestine nature of, of the um, of the industry is a uh, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess, you know, and we're we're sort of being dragged into. Some of us are being dragged into the into the regulated market, and um, it's a uh, it's an it's interesting when you when you c- come across people that are, um, you know, clearly in it for you know, the monetary gains and like, let's be honest. I mean, we all are, I mean, we, 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 well, not all of us, but a large percentage, percentage of us, I would say, I would surmise that the, the, uh, you know, one of the motivating factors is that it's a lucrative industry to be in. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly well worth your time. Uh, but like the people that aren't like, I grew up with this plant, you know, my dad, uh, (laughs) it's funny when I, when I smoked my first joint, I was, I was 16 and, and which, which is late by some standards. I mean, certainly my California partners and, uh, in this business and a couple other, you know, it's like they were smoking weed when they were 11, uh, you know, dropping acid when they were 12. (laughs) It's just like, Whoa. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, everyone turns out all right. I mean, it's just, everyone takes a different path, but, um, the, uh, and just for the record, my partners weren't dropping acid when they were. <laughs> yeah, other, I was about to... other people I've met. Uh, you know, I can't
0: imagine. Holy shit!
1: Well, it's just it's like a um, it's a uh, well. What what I was saying was when I you know when I smoked my first joint, I, the smell of it was like, oh, that's exactly what Dad's Sunday morning bathrobe smelled like. <laughs> the, the, the The bathrobe we only put on on Sunday mornings to like, and then he'd make his <laughs> breakfast, and it's like it always had that smell, and it's like so when I when I I mean I still remember what I was I remember the park I was at with a group of friends, and you know I think we were in whatever grade that is like ninth or tenth grade, and it's like smoking <laughs> the joint, meaning like I'm just being taken right back to my childhood, and be like oh cool, Dad smokes weed, it's like <laughs> it all you know, comes together. It all comes together, right? And it's like. So, you know, there's a, there's just a, a yeah, we all have a special connection with, with the plant yeah. and, um, you know, even those that don't cultivate it, you know, do. And I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a healing plant. It's uh it's a, it's just, it offers so much, so much benefits mm-hmm. to, I think, to mankind. And, Definitely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I, you know, I, I don't really ever bring politics or beliefs or anything like that. It's, you know, religion on the show because it's about autoflowers and cannabis, but sure. You know, yep. <laughs> I, you know, whether you believe in God or whatever, not, or, you know, I personally believe in somewhat of an alien type presence, but, sure, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's very clear that the plant was put here for us to use in some way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's to me, at least when I, when I think about it and just how our body, actually makes THC you know and it's just like man I mean it just seems so clear to me that this you know it's such a weird plant too you know it's not unlike other things so it's no no oh
1: yeah it, it's a it's a um it's just such a it's a beautiful aromatic plant yeah. but um that is that is fantastic now some people don't like the smell and I I get that um definitely there's they do exist. You know, I do know people that are like actually get kind of sick from the smell and it's just oh, like, weird. man, yeah, that's just weird. Mm. But, but they are out there, but you know, it's um, I think it's more of a, you get allergic to it. Like there's certain, mm. uh, certain terp profiles for me. I'll get my nose kind of all stuffed up. Um, it's funny. Blue dream is one of them. Uh, and that's a strain that everybody tends to know. It's been around forever. It's a great strain, yeah. um, but man, a fully ripe blue dream Plant and like when I there's something about the terpenes in there it just it, it can it makes me congested I uh, huh. I I have been I haven't told that that could be from like mold or mildew but I've seen it I've seen it indoors as well where you know you can control the environment a lot a lot more closely and, and keep them free of mold or mildew but yeah it's it's um it's just 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 a little anecdote there <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I I've never
0: really thought about that. I have I have known a couple of people that you know that just can't smoke weed. You know, like they, mm-hmm. they either it just makes them feel bad or whatever. And uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if I've <laughs> I don't know, man. I I feel sorry for those people actually. Sure, that, sure. That sucks, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. especially if it's to the point of like making you nauseated or something. It's like that's that sucks. It's horrible. But maybe. Hopefully that's just to one type <laughs> particular type or something yeah. but. Right, right. Yeah man, that's awesome. Um Well yeah man, like this uh this is exciting. I'm really glad you guys came on board and uh definitely definitely look forward to working with you moving forward and uh hopefully uh maybe even in February we'll be able to actually meet.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that that's a good idea. I th- I'm I'm going to um we're, we're doing a Canacon show in a week and a half or two weeks, not this coming weekend, but the following one down in uh, Richmond or for you up in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, okay. um, there's a, there's a one going on there on the 14th and 15th. And um, we're going to actually throw our hat in the ring to Vegas uh, mm-hmm. in November for the MJ BizCon. It's It's uh, you know, we've avoided the four of us in the company. We're, we're, we're not really big v- Vegas fans. We've been there, but it's just like, yeah, you know, I don't, the thought of spending four days there is a bit much, but, um, we, uh, we decided that we had to do it cause there's, so, it, it is, it is the biggest trade show in, in North America, um, yeah. for cannabis trade show. So it's like, all right, if everybody's there, we, you know, we probably ought to be there too. Um, yeah. so we're going to be there. Um, but then I think this, uh, I think this Biloxi, uh, Mississippi show in February is, is going to go up on the board. Oh Yeah. Yeah, we'll keep in touch over that
0: because, uh, yeah, Biloxi is only Absolutely. about three hours from me. So oh, nice. Yeah, well, uh,
1: definitely. That's a day's drive. Try- you're there and back in the day or spend yep. the night.
0: And- Believe me, me and my dad's done it a couple of times. <laughs> We've shot down there and just like with like a hundred bucks, you know, and just uh-huh. get down there and immediately lose it. And you're like, golly, man, I've got to drive all the way back. Well, why not even do this? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well get some food first and then try. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We learned a lesson the first time we did that, and I'm, like, I'm not coming back unless I got like five hundred dollars. And yes, I'm eating first, and we're getting a hotel first. <laughs>
1: what did, I have to ask you: What's the food? What, what what's your specialty foods in Alabama and, and Biloxi? I mean, I, I can guess. I would guess some type of barbecue or or seafood, but I'm, I'm interested to hear. You know, I love pairing good food with with. With cannabis. Oh,
0: definitely. that That's one thing you'll find in this region is some amazing food. Um, it will vary a bit down, down near Biloxi. Uh, yeah, probably a little bit more seafood. Uh, I can tell you when you're in Biloxi, um, what is it? The Rivage. uh, Beaux-Rivage. the Rivage casino there has an amazing buffet. It's like 15 or 20 uh-huh. bucks, but it's like insane kind of shit. <laughs> Uh, I will nice. say that, but, uh, uh but yeah, that there's a lot of good stuff around here, man. Like, I mean, a lot of it's pretty reg- Yeah, I like say barbecue is pretty popular. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, like steakhouse kind of food generally, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, a lot, lot down that way, you get a lot more like a little bit more Cajun influence. Oh, nice. Uh, cause over in, yeah, you know, next state over in uh, New Orleans and stuff—it's all Cajun food and gumbo and stuff like that. So it's kind of in the middle when you get to Biloxi. Um,
1: gotcha. So, but yeah, I have to study a map here and 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 see. And so you say it's right on the coast, which will. Uh, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Man, I almost maybe want to take a road trip and drive down. Probably be probably be a day's drive.
0: Yep, it <laughs> Full- it is. I uh, had a buddy drive from uh not well more than this area but he he went to Colorado and it was over 24 hour drive so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a bit but uh but no, it's right on the coast. I mean like a lot of the casinos are actually right there on the water. Uh-huh. So uh now I will tell you don't come planning to have a great beach experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not it's not you don't go to Biloxi for beaches. No. the good news is if you go to Mobile from Biloxi which is like 45 minutes away um there is dolphin Island and, you know, some decent beaches over that way. Nice. But, uh, just don't get your hopes up about Belux itself. It just smells like, uh, there's a lot of those, uh, sea or, uh, shrimp boats and stuff, you know? Ah, uh, so yep. You'll yep. smell that. big shrimp.
1: <laughs>
2: Sure.
1: Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. I'm up. So we're definitely going to have to keep in touch. Okay. Um, I appreciate you bringing us on. I, I'm, uh, bringing me on. Um, yeah, definitely. And, uh, appreciate you coming on actually. And
0: yeah, I I know there's not a lot of time in the day and this kind of thing, it seems like it would be easy to do, but when it comes down to it, it's usually having to kind of cram it in, you know, so I get it. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It happens, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to do it. And, um, and I, I'd love to come back if you come back on, if you, uh, you know, sometime in the future, it seems, it seems like it makes sense. It's yeah, nice definitely.
0: talking. Yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah. Cause we've got your, let's see, at least one, I know the GMO autos in this, uh, newest cycle and we're going to have at least one or two in the next cycle too. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get you on after the, at least that GMO gets done. And after we have something that we've actually put our hands on and can d- discuss.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, that and the, and I don't know if the fatso and the face fat, um, if you have, if you've been growing those, um, those are some other ones. And um, yeah, we're working on a few others that we, that we, uh, we don't have out yet, but we're still t- trialing them, and testing them, and, and you know, gotta, gotta get them up to stuff before we release them.
0: Oh, yeah. And I know, uh, yeah, that gummy bears was one that I was super excited. God, what am I talking about? Like, I, I'm, Yeah, I'm looking at them now, and it's like I'm I'm on every one of them's amazing. (laughs) That fog dog looks insane, and uh, but yeah, yeah, we're gonna get them all through for sure. I mean, it's you know, definitely every single one that sweet tooth looks great, but but yeah, man, it's we're real excited about what y'all are doing and how you're doing it. So nice, uh, we'll definitely have you know, have you on as often as you want to come on, actually. I mean. It's a great conversation.
1: (laughs) Nice. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Mike, it's good talking with you. And uh, let's uh, talk again soon. Yes, sir. You have a good night. All right. You too. Take care. All right.
0: All right. It was sure good talking with Joe. And we thank you guys for joining us. And as always, we encourage listener questions. Email us at Review at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at theautoflowerreview. Until next time, grow
2: in peace.